following program is brought to you in living color on NBC. Hey, where y'all at? It is a thrill. I love this show. You're telling me a big fat lot. I was hoping for funny crazy. I will get on stage on Broadway and I will reenact the rantings of Charlie Sheen one day. Think you can replace me with some other guy? Go ahead. It won't be the same. Tis mightiest in the mightiest. Do not bring Shakespeare into this. You're so smart. Oh, really? Well, so are you. And yes, the rumors are true. They smoke, they drink, they use bad language in mixed company. They're extremely rich and they can flash more bling than most posses in this room. I know exactly who that is. That's the mother that loses every goddamn game. That's Kirk Cousins. <laughs> Get rid of him. Wow. Bros, come on. I love you, bros. Does everybody have to be crazy today? Now get me, Savior! Any questions on football, please feel free to ask. I'm not going to address anything else other than football. I wish that could be the case, Ron. Unfortunately, it's not. Although we do have plenty of questions on football, don't we, boys and girls? Welcome to the Bob Matthews Podcast, everyone. We're here on the Hockey Podcast Network. Yeah, we mix our sports here. Delighted that you are with us as mandatory minicamp is underway up in Ashburn, and we have got breaking news here as we come on the air, although I don't know how shocking it is when we tell you that Commander's owner Dan Snyder has declined uh, a request from the House Oversight and Reform Committee to appear before them next week, even though NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell will appear before the committee. Letter from Snyder's lawyers said he was going to be out of the country on commanders-related business. And I think we all know just how painful that can be. Leaves Roger Goodell holding the bag on that, as well as Ron Rivera out at practice. And as you can imagine, as you've seen from uh, other instances, both here and in Carolina, you know exactly how delighted Ron was to have to answer uh, these questions about stuff going on off the field. But we are going to dive into it because... Despite the fact that Rivera wants to move along, you can't do it when this organization just can't get out of its own way. And a little bit later, I've got some thoughts as to why the organization can't get out of its way, why that falls squarely on the head of Dan Snyder, and exactly why it is, I think, that Snyder lets this happen. Uh, But first... We got to talk about OTAs and everything going on, sadly, first off the field. I tell you, I love the off the field stuff. I really do. I know I'm in the majority or in the minority, and, and there's probably something really wrong with me emotionally that I do, but I can't get enough of the drama. I, I absolutely love it. All right, let's get to it. So we all know the whole Jack Del Rio fiasco last week when he had a he decided to raise a false equivalence and a straw man argument uh, saying that there were very good and very bad people on both sides vis-a-vis the Capitol riots and the Black Lives Matter protest. I think we covered ad nauseum last week, but we'll do it again as to why uh, Jack has that one wrong. Ron had to come out last week and find Jack. Uh, $100,000. Del Rio then still stayed on Twitter for another 24 hours or so because that happened on Friday. He actually retweeted more stuff on Saturday before finally shutting down his Twitter account, just deleting it sometime late Saturday night. So let's give you Ron's whole answer on that as he came to the podium first day of minicamp. 
uh, before even taking a question, uh, Ron spoke about Jack Del Rio, somewhat about what happened and, and how he felt about everything. Cool, just real quick. Hey, you know, I, I want to start this out uh, really just talking about what happened last week, um, my decision basically um, concerning, uh, concerning what Coach Del Rio said. And, and just so everybody understands, um, I've spoken with Joe, Jack on, on multiple times about what has happened, what it was said. And, um, you know, and I told him, you know, the decision was I was going to fine him $100,000 and we were going to move forward with this. Um, we had a great conversation. We talked again this morning. And the big understanding, just so everybody understands, th this is not the fact that he exercised his right to free speech. This is about what impacted the football team. Okay, and that's the thing we all have to understand. I believe in the First Amendment very strongly. Okay, I stood next to Eric Reed when he took a knee, and, and Eric and I talked about this because I asked Eric, I said, help me understand so that I may under be understood. And he, he, he did. He showed me what was, this was really all about. So in Jack's case, same thing. You know, but the thing that we all have to understand with, with these, 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 these rights, these freedoms, come tremendous responsibility. We have to understand that as well. And so this is about the impact that was made on our football team, the distraction it has become. And it's a very serious question and topic, but at the end of the day, you know, it, it, it did impact us. And that's why I did what I did. Um, Jack spoke to the team this morning uh, during the team meeting. He was very open, very forthright, uh, very contrite and apologized. And open himself up to questions or opportunities for any players to come in and meet with him. He has already met with, with, with some of our players and talked to some of them about what was said. And I've been told those meetings went very, very well. And so I'm, I'm, I'm very pleased with that. And as he finished, he did the same thing. So guys, please, any questions, come see me. Let's talk about that. Um, and I thought it was good. That was well received. And we'll see. But our intent is to go forward. I'm about reconciliation. I think we need to reconcile not just this football team, but this community. We have to understand that when we do things like this, it impacts the community as well. And we got to make sure the community understands, that we understand and we get it. That's important. So this was really about taking accountability, holding ourselves accountable, and then going forward and trying reconciling with things. And we're beginning to see it even in our own nation's capital. We see that the Republicans and Democrats are trying to come, come together and reconcile on, on, on the Second Amendment. And we'll see what happens. But that's what this is, and it's very important that we get through it. Um, what Jack and I talked about is between Jack and I. I'm not going to discuss that, okay? So with that, guys, I'm going forward. I'm moving on. So if there's any questions on football, please feel free to ask. I'm not going to address anything else other than football. Well, we're going to have some follow-ups for him in a couple of minutes. Uh, but just some thoughts on that. You know, I, I think Ron Rivera did the best he could there. I mean, you know, let's face it, uh, I, I don't expect some, you know, deep philosophical answer from him. He's football coach. You can only ask so much. Um, I, as everybody else, you know, love to know what was said behind closed doors because I'll tell you what, I think that in the long run, say a year from now, uh, if Jack Del Rio wants to keep pulling a paycheck, he damn well better coach his ass off this year. And this defense better be top five again. Uh, otherwise, I think he'll be gone the day after the season. There were so many things about Del Rio's comments 
that were wrong. Uh, chief among them, you're talking about um, a group of people who not only feel oppressed, but can point to some pretty good evidence uh, that they are treated differently in this country by everyone, law enforcement included, um, protesting for equal justice under the law. And saying that's the same thing as trying to overthrow the government of the United States are not two different things. I hope Del Rio has watched some of the January 6th committee hearings this week, although I I doubt that he has because Tucker Carlson doesn't cover it. Uh, Just about every sane person in the Trump administration has said that the stolen election theory was complete and utter crap, and it was a lie. So the attempt to overrun the Capitol was based on a lie. It was treason. Um, uh, To me, that kind of is, you can draw a line in the sand if you wanted to fire somebody for speaking out in favor of overthrowing the government. I think you would be fairly justified in that. You do, and Del Rio, like all of us, does have the right to free speech, but it doesn't come with consequences. What people fail to understand is you have the right to say whatever you want in this country and not have the government arrest you for it. It doesn't, you don't have a right to say anything you want and not get fired by your employer, shunned by your friends and neighbors, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That can be a moral issue you want to debate if you want, but can't. You don't have a right to say something and then face no ramifications from the private sector from it. I hope it doesn't. Uh, I hope it doesn't affect the locker room for the sake of the players and the fans, for that matter. But as we've seen, and again, that's why I say Del Rio better coach his ass off this year and hope that this defense is a lot better than last year because I think we saw that at the very least, Jack Del Rio cost the organization a stadium bill this year. I think they might have gotten it through the General Assembly, that stadium bill, had it not been for Del Rio's comments. It would have been close, and it would have been yet another embarrassment for this team. But I think they would have gotten it through until Del Rio got on Twitter and then decided to call the insurrection a dust-up And that pretty much sealed its fate. Uh, While Rivera wanted to move on, we couldn't just yet. And we got to give props to the bulldog, Matthew Paris, on that one, who asked Rivera to to clarify a couple of things. And here's Matt's question. Okay. We're going to go forward. We're talking about football. So if I don't have a football question, guys, then I'll be done. No, I understand that. but I know, but again, my thought process, what I did and what I went through, okay, there was a lot to go into this, these, these, these thought processes and conversations, okay, more so than anything else. And as I said, I respect the First Amendment. Got a tremendous amount of respect for it, okay? If you guys haven't read it, read it. I've read it again over and over the last few days, okay? I really, truly have. I have a copy of it right now sitting on my desk, okay? I read the Second Amendment as well. If you read the Second Amendment about the right to bear arms, Okay, and then I read something recently from a combat vet, okay, that basically said it's not about gun control as much as about gun safety. Then it hit me. 
Okay, the realization is that when you as an American are free, you're granted specific freedoms. Okay, but with those freedoms come tremendous responsibility. That's why it's not gun control as much as it's about gun safety. Okay, and I thought about that. Okay, uh, okay, I, I, I've been gone since Wednesday and I've thought about it. And at the end of the day, if we don't respect and are careful, okay, with those rights, then there's going to be consequences. Okay, so that's probably a little bit more than I really wanted to talk about this. So if we can, please, let's, let's stick to football. I'm not exactly sure where the Second Amendment, uh, Second Amendment came in there. And to be honest with you, that was a little offensive saying, if you haven't read the First Amendment, go back and read it. I mean, what we do in the media is based on the First Amendment. Uh, I don't know if Ron knows this or not, but and this is not original to me, but it was a uh, it was something that was uh, written by a, a, a guy that I admire very much, a, a journalism fellow at the Pointer Institute named Al Tompkins, who essentially said that um, freedom of the press, that uh, the news media is the only occupation in America whose right to exist is guaranteed by the Constitution. So um, we have read the First Amendment, Coach, and why he veered off into the Second Amendment, I have absolutely no idea. But we are going to talk about things that were going on on the field because, of course, uh, one of the big things was the fact that wide receiver Terry McLaurin still is not at OTAs and not expected to be here either because he is uh, trying to get his contract reworked. reworked. We're going to ask a couple of the players what they think about that. Answer may surprise you. That and more uh, when we come back. It's the Bob Matthews Podcast right here on the Hockey Podcast Network. Hockey fans, the chase for the Stanley Cup is on and culminating here within the next couple of weeks in DraftKings Sportsbook. An official sports betting partner of the NHL is an unbelievable offer for the most exciting playoffs in sports. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what, win or lose. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during the playoffs? Well, with DraftKings Same Game Parlays, you could do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets like which team's going to win, how many goals are going to be scored, and more. It's your shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. And best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code THPN. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win. Get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. If you or somebody you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER in Illinois, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, West Virginia, and Wyoming. 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado and New Hampshire. 888-789-7777 or visit ccp.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana, 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York. Visit opgr.org in Oregon. Call or text TN Redline 1-800-889-9789 in Tennessee or 
532-3500 in Virginia. 21 and over, 18 and over in Wyoming. Physically present. Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming only. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. New episodes every Monday. Download at the thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Welcome back. You know, I promised a little bit of amateur psych- psychoanalysis uh, on Dan Snyder before the break. Uh, so let me get to that, and then we're going to hear from Logan Thomas, and we're going to hear from Jamin Davis as well. I think one of the reasons that this team is in the situation that it is is obviously it's it's be, it starts at the top with Snyder. The problem is that I think Dan Snyder has never recognized the fact that not just the organization, but has changed, the league has changed, and times have changed. In his mind, Dan Snyder, I think, and I have nothing to base this on other than pure theory, but it's my theory, my contention that in his mind, Dan Snyder thinks he's still the owner of the Washington Redskins. And when you say the Washington Redskins to guys my age, a little younger and a little older, Conjures up a whole different thing than if you say it to somebody, uh, say it to somebody from from Generation Y or Generation Z or a millennial. When we think of the Washington Redskins, you know, we think of the team that won three Super Bowls. That's how Dan Snyder still thinks of this team, and it's a little arrogant. It's a lot arrogant. He thinks. The stadium's falling apart? Well, screw it. We're the Washington Redskins. It doesn't matter. Um, The House Oversight Committee wants me to come talk to them? Screw it. We're the Washington Redskins. We don't have to do that. We own this town. He still thinks that he owns the team that he grew up rooting for as a kid, the one that owned the DMV. It's not like that anymore. It's just not. This team is one of four and it's one that doesn't have a waiting list for season tickets anymore and it's one that's got to fight for its share of the marketplace which he doesn't think it has to do he thinks well screw it we're the washington redskins and until he realizes that they're not i am very very much afraid that this organization will keep spinning its wheels despite the best efforts of guys like Ron Rivera and Jason Wright. I mean, you've heard Rivera say it I don't know how many times. He said it again on Wednesday. He wants to move forward, help us move forward. Well, that's not really our job as the media to help you move forward. If you do move forward, believe me, we will talk about it. There's nothing we'd like more than to report on a team that has is coming off an 11- or 12-win season. This time next year, I, I don't know anyone that covers this team that would not like to be talking about what do the commanders have to do? What are the missing pieces, the two or three missing pieces that'll put this team over the top and get them into a Super Bowl? But right now, it's light years from that. And it's going to stay that way until Dan Snyder recognizes that he doesn't own the Washington Redskins anymore. He owns the Washington Commanders. 
the quicker he realizes it, if he ever does. And I don't, I'm not sure he has the mental maturity to do it. But the quicker he realizes it, the better off this organization will be. All right, let's go back out to the field uh, and let's you know talk about some football, at least some contract negotiations. Logan Thomas was asked about Terry McLaurin and his contract situation. You remember how when we were kids, you you, you always seemed to think that uh, if a guy held out, he was a troublemaker and stuff, and you would hear teammates sometimes say, you know, hey, he's, he's got to be here for the good of the team and all that stuff. Not like that anymore. Not with the money the way it is, and I think that's okay. Here's what Logan Thomas had to say about McLaurin and the contract. Um, the NFL is going to use you at the same time you got to get yours. Uh, obviously, as a team player, you want him here, uh, even if he wasn't to participate on the field. Um, but I understand where he's coming from, man. Like, this is, you got a one chance, man. You got one opportunity to make uh, a contract in this league. And uh, Terry's a great dude, great player, great kid, great person, uh, a person I care about a lot. And uh, do your thing, Terry. Like, you know, you get what you deserve. And um, the time will make, well, time will come, whether it's this year, next year, or whenever the time comes that he'll get what he deserves. And um, like I've said all along, I can't wait to get back on the field with all the weapons that we got because we're retooled and reloaded and ready to go. Spot on. Absolutely spot on. I think Logan Thomas was absolutely right. Look, the way the money is these days and the way this game takes a toll on these players, absolutely. You have you have got, and the way things are set up, players have basically one shot at cashing in big time. They've got one window in their career where they know that they're going to be able to collect almost every cent of that contract. And that's the second contract, basically, from the time they're between the ages of 26 and, say, 30 or 31. That's it. You know, after that, yeah, you might sign a third deal, and it may look good on paper, but as we all know, you won't see most of it because you'll either get restructured or cut before that that second deal is up. And then after that, it's just trying to survive on vet, on league minimums. So whatever Terry's going to make, he's going to make in this contract. And with the way he's played since coming into the league, you know, and there's a big debate about it. I think he deserves top three or four money. Bottom line, I hope it'll get done. I'm not as optimistic as some. Because uh, I think that this organization can snatch defeat from the jaws of victory whenever it wants. And I'm not sure why other than, and if it doesn't get done, I'm going to start to have some serious concerns about the cash flow situation of this team. There's no reason not to pay Terry McLaurin. There's no reason not to overpay him. Number one, it's going to be the... It's going to be a smaller number as the cap goes up. And the only holdup can be you, in some way, don't have the money to pay him. Had to borrow a lot of money to buy out your partners. Maybe, you know, maybe Dan Snyder's not as liquid as we all think he is or had been in the past. It's the only thing I can think if it doesn't get done. But let's think good thoughts. And hope that it does. We also talked to Jamin Davis yesterday. Obviously, a little bit of a, a little bit to a big disappointment last year. 
Um, but we asked him how things are coming, and he says he thinks he's due for a big rebound. Uh, definitely a humbling experience. That's what I call it. Uh, going forward, like I said, there's nothing I can do about it now. Just going out there and doing my thing. And let's hope he can do that this year. That would be a big plus for the linebacking core. That's going to do it for us. Making the clock on the wall said so we got to get out of here. Don't forget, you can follow us at the Hockey Podcast Network's website as well as Spotify, iTunes, and wherever fine podcasts are sold. Have a good one. OTAs conclude this week, or mini camps conclude this week, rather. After that, it's a little bit of a vacation, and then, believe it or not, we're headed to training camp. Have a good one, everybody. We'll talk to you next time. Remember, like the wise man once said, if you're out on your bike tonight, as always, do wear white.